Yo, what up, what up? Top of the top, episode 164, Stash House Podcast. Your boy Tyler checking in. Thank y'all for tuning in. This week's topics, going to give y'all my thoughts on some season finales, Bel Air, Snowfall, Power Force. Going to discuss all that. Also, man, going back into the NBA playoffs, give y'all an update, a recap of the first games over the weekend. So sit back, relax, and enjoy episode 164, Stash House Podcast. Let's get it. Yo, what's good? Episode 164, Stash House Podcast. Your boy Tyler checking in. First time listeners. Thank y'all for tuning in. If you tune in weekly, salute. And it's just an episode. We saw some topics you may want to hear about. Thank you as well. Like, share, subscribe, retweet. Whatever you do to help support the podcast. Greatly, greatly appreciate it. Hope everybody had a safe week, a safe weekend. Easter weekend. So however you chose to enjoy that. Hope you enjoy it. Myself, I kept it real low for the most this weekend. Well, Saturday, I was out and about. Saturday, I was out and about. Met with some friends. Met with the homies. First time in a minute. A few of us was able to get together. So, that was dope. Shout out to them boys as well. And Sunday, the weather had me inside. So, I was pretty much glued to the NBA playoffs all Sunday. So, that was pretty much my weekend. I kept it real low. Didn't try to do too much. But, like I said, Saturday, I was out and about for... Majority of the day I was out and about. But this week, man. Oh, like I did last week, just to give y'all a preview of next week episode. I didn't forget Future announced he's dropping an album this week. I didn't forget with Future. We get what we get, in my opinion, nowadays. And best believe, depending on how that album sounds next week, we will we will have a real discussion about future music too. I understand future mixtape era. The early 2010s, 2011, 2012, he had his run with the Monster to the Dirty Sprite 2 project. But for the past few projects, you know what I'm saying, it ain't been the future that we probably want to hear from. Next week, he dropped his album off. I would know a lot about his album when he announced, when he showed, if he showed the track list and the features. Hopefully, it's not too many features. I'm going to get my expectations more next week, but... I didn't forget, Future announced he's dropping his album next week, so be sure to tune in next week for my expectations and thoughts, and the week after that, come back, give y'all my thoughts on the project as a whole. But this week, to start, man, a couple of my TV shows have wrapped up. Two of them have wrapped up. One season finale, Snowfall season finale is this week. But to start, I do want to salute Bel Air, man, the cast, the writers, everybody, Bel Air on the Peacock app. This section will have spoilers as I put in the description. So if you haven't watched any of these shows, if you missed some season finales, or if you're just waiting to binge, you don't want me to spoil it, just fast forward through this part because I am going to spoil some storylines and some you know episodes or whatnot. But I got to salute Bel Air for me going into it. I waited till they were like four episodes deep to really tune in because I'm not big on the bringing shows back from the 90s. I did like what Fresh Prince of Bel-Air did a couple years ago when they had like a reunion episode. They had like a reunion special or something like that. I do like that. I would like to see Martin do something like that as well. Like just have the cast, of course, you know what I'm saying, you got cast members who passed away. But if you can get the cast members that are still alive, that were there, the writers, producers, whatever, and come back have a reunion, I do like that. I will like to see that. But in terms of bringing shows back and all that, I'm kind of, you know what I'm saying, flip-floppy with it. But Bel Air, 
I heard good reviews before I tuned in, so like I said, I waited a while till I started watching it. And overall, I, I can't say I enjoyed the first season of Bel Air. I'm sure they're going to have a second season. Not sure how long they're going to go with it because, you know, it is based off the show from the 90s, but they can play with it for a good amount of seasons. I ain't going to say a lot, but a good maybe three, four, you know what I'm saying, depending on the deal they got over there at Peacock. But the first half of the season, I can say I really, really enjoyed. I feel like they started with a bang. Really tried to show the difference between 2022 Fresh Prince or Bel Air and the 90s version. I think they did a great job of that to start off the show with. They didn't start slow. They just jumped right into it, giving you more backstory to certain events that led up to Will going to Bel Air. Like I said, my favorite thing about the show probably is the fact that they go more into the Banks family, like Carlton storyline, Ashley, Hillary, Phil, Jeffrey, Untville. I enjoyed that. The second half, I feel like they slowed it down. They said, okay, we started off real strong, real quick, real deep. Let's slow it down. Carlton did like a quick turnaround. Ashley character really calmed down. Hillary had her thing going on. And, of course, her and Jazz. I like to see that. I'm glad they ain't have it to where Jazz was just getting encouraged by Hillary. But uh, they slowed it down. Unviv and uh, Michael Ely, <laughs> I'm mad they stopped with that for a minute. But like I said, you still got more seasons to go. So hopefully season two, Michael Ely, he really pushed up on Unviv. But y'all know that's what I was looking forward to. Uh, Jeffrey and Uncle Phil had their riff with the whole Will and his dad thing. I think that's the only thing that I think they kind of, I ain't going to say dropped the ball on, but they kind of overhyped. Because they was like, well, Will, if you find out about your dad, this is this news can tear this family apart. Made it seem like maybe Uncle Phil or maybe even Jeffrey was uh, Will real dad, but just come to find out, supposedly Will dad was just in jail. Like they didn't get deep into it, not to the point where it could tear the family apart. Like I didn't really get a vibe from that. Shout out to Marlon Wayans too. Marlon Wayans played uh, Will's father. I think they was kind of teasing, trying to do that scene again, like the uh, infamous scene with Will and his dad, and his dad leaving Will with Uncle Phil. But they did it their own, you know, 2022 version. Like I said, I don't think they should have tried to remake that scene at all. Like, that's just one of those scenes that you can't remake. But they did their own twist, too. I like how they showed Will with Marlon, or Will and his dad talking. And then, like, his dad's kind of took some shots at his mom and Will was like, nah, bro, I'm not about to sit here and let you just clown my mom when my mom was taking care of me all these years and you were just nowhere to be found. And when, even when you got out of jail, you still wasn't trying to link up with me. And uh, I did find it weird that like Jeffrey found info on his dad and everything and his dad just so happened to end up at in Bel Air. Like, what is his dad doing? Like, he just popped up in Bel Air with a nice car, knew the address to the house. So, I'm interested to see how that play out next season. But, all in all, I think that was the only, you know what I'm saying, head scratch I had. I was like, okay, the way they kept on leading up to him meeting his dad, he made it seem like maybe who he thought, who he think his dad is is not really who his dad. Like, it was leading like it's going to really tear the family apart. And from what I got from, I believe it was the last episode of the season that I didn't see nothing to tear the family apart. Like, of course, his mom was upset and his Uncle Phil and Uncle Viv were warning him, like, if you want to meet your dad, okay, but this could be harmful. But even Will, he was just like, okay, I'm going to do my own thing. So 
all in all, just waiting to see what the next season holds. Like, as a person, like I said, who was skeptical about watching the Bel Air show, I can say I really enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed it, and I highly recommend it. Now, on the other hand, Power Force, man. Now, opposite of Bel Air, Power Force, of course, y'all know I'm a fan of Power. I watched it from the beginning. Of course, I know Tommy going to Chicago. So, in my mind, I was like, okay, clearly new storylines, new characters, new story building, new character development. I understood all that going into Power Force. So, when people was like, people was chopping Power Force leg off before it even got going. Like, the first two, three episodes, people was claiming it was trash. And I was like, yo, just wait, man. Like, it's a new city, new people, new cast. Like I said, new storyline. Y'all just got to wait. You can't kill it two, three episodes in. However, episode five, I was saying it. Episode six, I was saying it. By episode seven, I was like, okay, maybe they not completely wrong. In my opinion, it's all opinion based. It's all my opinion. My number one issue, for one, my number one issue with Power Force, I'm, I'm, it's hard to really... Even though it's one season, I get it, but it's hard for me to really latch on to another character. I think besides Tommy, of course Tommy, I said it before weeks ago, Tommy is doing Tommy stuff. You know what I'm saying? Blowing up shit, shooting, that's going on. But in terms of stories, I'm not really vibing with no other character. The only other character I can truly say, I'm like, okay, bruh, he, he got a little something going on with him, is Tommy Nephew. The one that's good with numbers. Tommy be like, hey, yo, what's 500,250 divided by 232? And bro just look up, thinking in his head, he just come up with the number and it be right. Like, he like a human calculator. He the only one I'm really vibing with. Like, the Barbershop Brothers, I don't get him. I don't get the dude. Like, the season finale, everybody saying they enjoyed it. I understand it, but at the same time, it's like, why would you kill... Uh, or name Liliana had the scar on her face. Why? Why would you kill her? Why would you kill the other chick that Tommy was uh, messing around with and the son of the mobster? Why would you kill her so quick? We wasn't even investing in her to have her die like that. If you were going to kill her, at least kill her while she was with Tommy. Like killing her when she was with the dude in the car and being that Tommy was telling dude to leave and... It just didn't make sense to me. It didn't really make any sense to me. The Barbershop Brothers, back to them, they could have played that storyline out way better, in my opinion. Because it started, I said it weeks ago when I was talking about it, when the two brothers, they was like, yo, let's have a, a boxing match or let's get in the ring and fight whoever win the leader of the organization, right? So the older brother who just got out, he won. And then at the bridge, when the younger brother and Jeremiah was talking, Jeremiah was like, yo, you let him win. And then he was like, yeah, my plan is to tear apart the organization. And Jeremiah was like, okay, you know, half, people, half of the people going with you, half of the people going with him. So I'm like, okay, that's a great storyline. You can easily take that and run with it. But they just dragged it out for like five, six episodes. And then the season finale, you get down to it, the older brother about to kill the younger brother. He gonna say, you know what? I ain't gonna kill you. We just gonna split the territory. As long as you don't step on my territory, excuse me, I don't step on yours. The people who want to go with me in the organization, they go with me. The people who want to go with you, they go with you. 
But on the, at the same time, like, yeah, we you about to link up with Tommy. And Tommy said at the end of the episode, you don't try to take over the whole city. There ain't going to be no splits or nothing like that. So clearly that storyline is going to keep going. I get it, but at the same time, why would you drag it out to the point where Buddy was plotting the whole time with the with Freddie Gibbs and all that? <laughs> like, Freddie Gibbs just popping up. And that's another thing, man. The drug of choice. It's called Delilah or something like that. And I had to Google it. Because at first, I was like, yo, is this like a made-up drug? They talking about it's a real drug, but the way power is presented it is different from what it was in real life. Like, I saw, like, an article from, like, 2014. I want to say Baltimore or Philadelphia or something like that. They compared it to, like, heroin. But on power, it's like, like Tommy said, it's like a mixture of weed, mushrooms, acid. It's like a great feeling. Like, you don't see no addicts or nothing off of it. You just see them, like, bagging it up and measuring it. And, like, when people snort it, they get, like, this great feeling. And it's like, yo, just just go back to Coke. <laughs> go back to Coke. Go to weed. Do something. Import alcohol. Do something. But this Delilah drug, I just, I'm not understanding the numbers and the transactions and it just that's different the brother and sister i'm just definitely not invested in them like they could off them next the first episode of the new season the brother and the sister can die and i'll be like okay about time because they just i don't get it you know what i'm saying power force i don't think it's been renewed yet but for me personally it ain't it man it ain't in. I watched every episode. It was like two episodes to where I waited till like the Tuesday or Wednesday to watch it. And I didn't have to worry about no kind of spoilers or nothing like that. The only time I really seen spoilers for this season of Power was the season finale. And that's after I watched it. Everybody saying, yo, R.I.P. Uh, Liliana. And I was like, yeah, R.I.P. But I don't know why she, the way she died for one was weird. Like, why would you have her die like that? Like. The shootout and she was, you know what I'm saying, sneaking up on people shooting and she just so happened to get shot. Why would you have her die like that? You know what I'm saying? And she was like the only remaining piece of the original power. Now they're bringing in the DEA agents and all that from the original power and book two. And uh, hopefully that if they do have a season two, I'm sure they will, but they need to get the ball. It should be, you know what I'm saying, lights out from episode one. Like I said, you got the shooting and all that, but at the same time, okay, what's going on storyline-wise? And storyline-wise, they just dragged it for a whole season, in my opinion. They dragged it for the whole season. And like I said, I enjoy Tommy on the other power shows. He's carrying this show for show. And he just really in the mix for this show. He ain't like a main storyline going because he just tried to do so much and drag out so much. I really wasn't invested in none of the characters, man. I'm glad Buddy, who good with the numbers, I'm glad he lived. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad he lived. Of course, Tommy living, but we shall see for season two, man. But for season one, it just a, it was a drag for me, man. And I could tell because I didn't have to worry about no kind of spoilers after missing two episodes on a Saturday, I mean on a Sunday, and waiting until the middle of the week to watch them. I had to worry about no spoilers popping up and nothing like that, so... That's my opinion on Force, man. They just, I understand character development, storytelling, but like like I said, for the first three episodes, I was defending them. People saying, yo, it's trash. Woo -woo. I'm like, yo, give it time. They go turn up, give it time. But when I'm saying that for like 
seven episodes straight. And I'm like, okay, clearly the season finale about to come. I'm like, we at episode seven, eight, and I'm still saying the same thing. And then the season finale come, and they trying to, they tried to pipe it up a little bit, but still for me, it didn't do it. Now they do have a season two. I'm gonna watch it, but for season one, my opinion, man, I just think it dragged a little bit too much. You know what I'm saying? I'm not invested in none of the other characters. It just, but like I said, man, last week. A lot of shows have had bad seasons. A lot of shows that we hold in high regard. Of course, we know with power, the writing's going to be the writing. You know what I'm saying? We know how they operate with power. The Wire, a classic show. You can ask anybody who watched The Wire while it was going on or they binge watch it. Season 2 is the one we could have probably dealt without. Uh, Sopranos, classic show. Y'all know I binge watched that. It was a couple seasons, not a couple seasons, but I think it was one season prior to, I was like, okay, what's what's happening? You know what I'm saying? Now, that brings me to my next show. Season finale this week of Snowfall. Snowfall has been receiving a lot of criticism this uh, season. And I do want to say this. The start of this new season of Snowfall, I didn't know, but I was hearing it from multiple people that this was the last season of Snowfall. So, when I heard that, I was like, okay, it's kind of making sense why they fast forward. If only fast forward like six months to a year. I was like, okay, making sense. And then like middle of the season, it was announced next season is going to be the last season of Snowfall, which I'm not mad at. You know what I'm saying? If you want to go out, go out early. F- uh, five, six seasons. I'm not mad at that. I didn't expect Snowfall to be a 10-season show or nothing like that. So I'm not mad at that. But now I'm looking at this season a whole lot different because this season – same with uh, same with Power Force. I feel like it's dragging a little bit too much. But at the same time with Snowfall this season, I got a lot of other questions. For one, y'all know my whole thing with this season of Snowfall. For one, what the hell happened to Pops? If Teddy killed Pops, at least show me Teddy killed Pops. And like I said, we got the season finale this week, so maybe they do a flashback. But if he's dead, at least show me how he died. If he got shot, show me. <laughs> you show everybody else getting shot. Why can't you show me Pops getting shot? So that's one off rip. We assuming when they break him up, they talk about him, they talk about him as if he's dead. So I'm like, okay, if he's dead, show him. And if he's not dead, where the hell is he? <laughs> so that's one thing. Two, probably the question everybody got about Snowfall. Where the hell did this woman come from that's pregnant with uh, Franklin Baby? The woman, Franklin... Uh, hopes to marry and if I'm Franklin just speaking from a dude perspective coming off of last season I'm not sure if I'm ready to jump into a relationship with any woman right now being that the last woman I dated was working with man boy and tried to set me up I'm not sure I'm jumping right back into a relationship within a year time span with the business I got going on even though she do work with him I'm not sure I'm jumping into a relationship that quick you know what I'm saying so those are two things, and of course, like I said, they sped up the time and all that, but I wasn't tripping on that, but at the same time, I got like a lot of questions. Uh, Uncle Jerome, Auntie Louie, coming off last season, I'm thinking they about to do their own thing, find their own plug. They met up with the cousins in Arkansas, I believe they was at. So I'm thinking, okay, they about to do their own thing, whatever, whatever. <laughs> they linking up with Teddy now. Franklin, like as Franklin said before, you know what I'm saying, if you go... The war with me. We're going to war. I'm willing to do anything to, you know what I'm saying, 
keep what I got. But <laughs> as the season keep going, you got an LSD uh, wedding party. Scully, he back outside. He done laced the wedding party with LSD. I was like, all right. I saw people clowning that episode. I was like, okay, it is an episode that's not really getting us nowhere, but okay. Before then, you got the episode with the tiger, and I'm like, okay, a tiger? Okay. Like, it was funny to watch, but at the same time, for story purposes, I'm like, okay. And But at the same time, with the tiger and all that, what I will say, the episode before that, I thought we was going to get a climax. We did get a climax, actually. When Franklin, Oso, and Teddy got hit, Uncle Jerome, Auntie Louie, his baby mama, and his mom got hit, I was like, okay, now we about to get some answers. Because the mom, she linking up with some CIA dude, FBI dude, to take down Teddy, but he's saying, yo, I need intel on Franklin to get to Teddy. So I was like, okay, maybe the mom did it. But then, like I said, Auntie Louie, she moving kind of weird, so I'm like, well, shit, maybe Auntie Louie, you know what I'm saying? Who knows? And, of course, everybody pointed fingers at the girlfriend because she just seemed suspicious. So, I'm like, okay, out of these three people, somebody got to do it. Come to find out, Peaches helped set it up, D-Ray Davis, which I wasn't mad at because he been acting weird. He been sniffling and all that throughout the season. He been ducked off. He been, he been gone for, like, the past six, seven episodes, I feel like. And shout out to my boy Watts, man. Saturday, Watts told me a theory. I don't want to say it, now. I'm going to wait to the end of the season. Well, I'll say it now. Watts had a theory of uh, maybe um, Peaches is a homosexual and he has AIDS. Now, I was thinking, okay, if you do got AIDS, you know what I'm saying, with the needle and all that, because they went to the crack house or, you know what I'm saying, junkie house or whatever. I like, okay, maybe he got it from sharing needles he was like, no, nah, man, his name Peaches, so maybe whoop de whoop. So I'm like, okay, that made sense. But <laughs> when they throw the curveball, that one thing about Snowfall, with power, you could probably guess a little bit. With uh, Snowfall, they going to throw you a damn loop that you be like, well, I didn't expect that. So Peaches set it up, which made sense. But then Peaches told Kane, who we got introduced to, Kane is Kevin's brother. Kevin, if you got to remember, got killed. Who's uh, Franklin? He was with Franklin uh, and Leon. He was the third guy. But Franklin killed him at the end of season two. So I was like, damn, they brought that shit all the way back around. Because we totally forgot about Kevin. You know, he got killed early, early in the uh, show in season two. And we didn't know nothing about his older brother. And his older brother, hold his name whole weight in the city. So I'm like, damn, they brought that back around. But after that, Kane really just calmed down. Like, <laughs> this is what really killed me, man. This is what really killed me. When they show Franklin girlfriend just walking in by herself to the dude who tried to kill her. Because, like I said, Peaches told Kane about everything. And Kane was the one that uh, did the drive-by shooting and the one who shot up uh, the meeting with Teddy, Oso, and Franklin. So I'm like, so you willing to go to the man who just tried to kill you by yourself and just say, hey, I'm his girlfriend. I'm pregnant with his, with his child. I just want to know, am I safe? Come on, man. Snowfall. I don't know if because John Singleton passed. Maybe that has a lot to do with it. Pandemic. But this season, compared to last season, a total difference. I was like, wait a minute. 
You about to go to the man by yourself, pregnant with Franklin, baby, telling the man, I'm Franklin's most prized possession. I'm just making sure I'm safe. Come on, man. Come on, man. So that's why I was like, okay, clearly something is off behind the scenes. The writers, something. Because they don't make no mistake like that on Snowfall. Snowfall before then was just all hits, no misses. And this season, like they say, man, filler episodes, man. Filler episodes, man. It's killing it. The storyline not progressing. Auntie Louie and Jerome with this cop. I'm thinking he about to be like a vital, vital role in... I can see this being, now that we know next season is about to be the uh, last season of Snowfall, I can see this season is the start of the downfall, but the way they're doing it, it's like, yo, come on, man. The downfall shouldn't be this thought out. You got a cop with Auntie, uh, with Aunt Louie and Jerome who's coked out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He going up. They say, yo, we got the hit on Kane. We're going to let you know. You are a police cop in the 80s in LA, a black cop at that. Fam, all you got to do is, okay, you want to get into it. He said, yo, we got to stake him out, see his moves, see where he goes. So I'm thinking it's about to be a situation where Kane and his people, somebody driving around, police cars, pull him over for no reason, for a tail light, something like that, beat him up real bad, kill him, something like that. This man go out <laughs> at a bar and just start shooting <laughs> in front of the bar, man. Come on, man. Y'all know Snowfall writers better than that. You are a cop in the 80s in L.A. during the crack epidemic, man. They just known for just pulling up on people, just being the hell out of them. You don't need to just go out in front of the public at a bar and just start shooting. Come on, man. Then one of the police officers got killed. Now he, now he out the... Uh, department and louis was like nah you still got a home here with us come on louis what is going on man i'm thinking louis and jerome about to do their own thing but clearly not jerome wants to get out i believe leon wants to get out the mom is still plotting on teddy but she don't want to give up franklin i'm still skeptical about the girlfriend franklin franklin and the guy who act who's acting as franklin just like Tommy and Power Force, they really saving this season. Like, he doing his best, like, with the whole talking to himself during the LSD episode, the invisible gun. Like, he doing his best. He is doing his best, man. But season finale this week, we'll see what happens, man. I don't even know. The only thing I really still want to know what happened to Pops. Like, clearly it's the beginning of the downfall. Next season, the last season. Everybody was invited to the wedding, so they got pictures of people. They got pictures of the, the gun, the gunman. They got pictures of Oso, Leon, Jerome, Louis. We'll see, man. But for me, with Snowfall and Power Force, Power Force, different. Power Force, I feel like they just dragged the storyline out. They really didn't show us a climactic scene or nothing, in my opinion. Snowfall, I just feel like the writing took a huge drop, in my opinion. I just feel like a lot of I thought after the situation with the drive-by and Franklin them got caught up when everybody got hit, I feel like that was the, the start of the turnaround for the season. But then when you throw in the Tiger, which was entertaining, but I could see why people was like, yo, a fucking Tiger? Like, you know what I'm saying? I can see why people say that, but I enjoyed it. But just after that, I just feel like we're not getting no progress. Like, I feel like this whole season was just like, okay, let's start. It felt, this feels like a pandemic season. Like, they filming it. 
just to be safe. But, you know, it is snowfall. Like I said, man, every show is allowed to have a bad season. You know what I'm saying? We've seen it with some of the shows. They call the greatest shows. Storylines, writing. It happens. It happens. But I got it in the snowfall. If the next season, the last season, I got it within good faith. They'll make up. They'll make up next season for this season. It, it's just my opinion. And y'all know I watch these shows week by week. It's just my opinion. Y'all know if Snowfall was busting, I would have came in here and said, yo, y'all see that new Snowfall episode? But I've been quiet. I've been quiet on all these shows, man. I think I, I tapped in real quick when there was like two, three episodes in. And I just let the, se- I just let the season play out and just see how they, uh, how they turn out. And for me... Power Force, I was glad the season finally ended. Snowfall, waiting to see the season finale. We shall see, man. We shall see. R.I.P. John Singleton. I think a lot of people thinking with the loss of John Singleton, maybe this why this season is taking a hit like that. But we'll see, man. Season finale this week. I'll be sure to tune into that. Atlanta's going right now. Atlanta, I don't, really want to, I don't need to speak on Atlanta because just off the first episode of the new season, the first episode of the new season and the reparations episode that they dropped, I think, two weeks ago, they cool with me. Like, I'm seeing what's going on within that actual storyline, but just off those two episodes, I'm like, okay, Donald Glover, they already announced this season and next season of Atlanta, the last two seasons, they been announced that. So, Donna Glover, he like, yo, as long as y'all proving these episodes, we throwing them out. So, I ain't really mad at Donna Glover, what he doing. He already told us, yo, y'all getting two more seasons and we out. <laughs> so, he doing his uh, off the storyline episodes. Like I said, the three slaps and the reparations. He doing what he want to do. They announced P-Valley coming back in June. So, I know everybody, a lot of people waiting on P-Valley to come back. Interested in that as well. So, uh, yeah, man. Tune in, Snowfall, man. Give me y'all opinions on the season. Snowfall season, Bel Air season, and Power Force. Yo, new week, new playlist. Stash House playlist number 59 is now available. 10 records I've been having in rotation throughout the week. Make sure y'all check those out. So, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, all weekend I was tuned into the NBA playoffs. Give y'all some of my thoughts on game one. Each conference, each game. I did talk about it last week. Last week I gave my predictions on my series and I posted on my social media accounts. But I was just kind of rambling on for the sake of the podcast last week. But I'm going to give y'all updates who I think going to win each series. But. The start, man, we're going to start the Western Conference. Uh, Saturday, we had Utah versus Dallas. Utah picked up the victory 99-93. I do have Dallas winning this series in six. But at least for game one, and I'm not sure how long he's going to be out, Dallas was without their star player, Luka. Very, 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 very important piece to that team. And uh, you can definitely feel, I mean, yeah, some people didn't win it. They felt, they felt the void as much as they can, but... Efficiency was just missing from some players. And, of course, Utah with Donovan Mitchell, them boys, they're coming out ready. They've been in that that little circle of teams that you can see making a jump, but they're just always coming to a roadblock 
when it comes to the playoffs. But I'm going to stick with my pick, man. I got the Mavs in six. We shall see Lucas update, his injury update, as the series go along. But for that series, the Jazz and the Mavericks, I do have the Mavs in six. Staying with the Western Conference, the Timberwolves defeated the Grizzlies in their first game, 130-117. to 117. I do want to mention the Timberwolves, man. Uh, they did win the play-in like I predicted. The seventh seed, and people was getting on them. Well, for me, I was just laughing at it. Like, like I, understand, I understand, man. I think they said Minnesota, what, second time in the playoffs in 18 years. Patrick Beverly. <laughs> it really just Patrick Beverly, man, and uh, uh, Anthony Edwards. They was the ones really celebrating. But uh, <laughs> I think it was – it was a little bit too much, like they said, like the playoffs ain't over. You still got to go through, you know what I'm saying, each round. But I wasn't mad. Patrick Beverly, former team, the Clippers. Minnesota, the fan base as a whole, finally getting back to the playoffs. So I wasn't mad at it, but it was funny. And Patrick Beverly did have a, a Bud Light <laughs> at the press conference, and I believe he got fined for it. But at the same time, if I'm Patrick Beverly, I need Bud Light to cut that check. I mean, I don't think I ever seen at a press conference. I've seen champagne, of course. But I don't think I ever seen a Bud Light. I don't think. Not clearly out in the open like that. I don't think. But for that series, man, I got the Grizzlies in seven. Y'all know this is probably the one matchup I really wanted to see in the playoffs. I'm glad I got it. John Morant, those boys in Memphis. I believe they'll shake back. Uh, of course, Patrick Beverly, those guys in Minnesota. They're going to keep on with their irritable defense and they offense Anthony Edwards everybody's trying to stamp him right now it's the next star in the league you know what I'm saying we got to see what he does in this playoffs Carl Anthony Towns look to see what he does D'Angelo Russell but it was the one series I really wanted to have and I'm glad I've got it I think game two is like on NBA TV or something I'm mad about that I feel like this is one of those games I love to see each game of you know what I'm saying ESPN or TNT ABC I just feel like this one series I would really like to see every game of. Uh, of course, Nuggets, Warriors. The Warriors put out the victory, 123-107. to 107. They had a huge game from Jordan Poole, 9 for 13 for 30 points. Steph Curry came off the bench as well, though. Uh, he was 5 for 13, 16 points. Klay Thompson, 7 for 15, 19 points. Y'all know my thing is I had – I have Golden State winning this series in seven, but I do want to see what Jokic does in this series. He was 12 for 25 for 25 points. Seems to be some people's MVP vote. Other people have Joel Embiid as their MVP, so interesting to see how that play out for both players. You know what I'm saying? Whoever wins the MVP, I'm looking to see what they do in the playoff as well. But for game one of that, Golden State pulled out the victory, and I have Golden State winning that series in seven. And yesterday, last night, the Suns defeated the Pelicans, 110-99. I have the Suns in the sweep of this series, man. I wanted the Clippers to have that slot. I wanted the Clippers to beat the Pelicans, but the Pelicans got the victory in the play-in. But the Suns beat them in game one. I do have the Suns sweeping that series. Now, to the East. 76ers versus the Raptors. Sixers won, 131-111. I saw this game. We was out and about with the fellas. We were watching this game as it happened. Maxi, man. Maxi is coming up huge for the 76ers. Maxi, I believe he's the one who could pick up the slack for James Harden. We never know what James Harden we're going to get in the playoffs. 
But I do have the 76ers winning that series in six. You know what I'm saying? We got to see what Toronto does when they go to Canada. Because I believe Philly's going to get the first two in Philly. Also in the East, the Hawks and the Heat. The Heat, the number one seed. They defeated the Hawks yesterday in Miami, 115-91. Very, very physical team. Like I always say, man, Miami just some dogs. It's just that Pat Riley instinct, man. He knows who to tell Spolstra to look at. And Spolstra knows as well, man. A lot of people don't give Spo uh, enough credit, in my opinion. That run he had with Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, and LeBron James, that's a lot for a young coach at the time to handle. He handled it very well, and he still, Pat Riley has faith in him. You know what I'm saying? After that breakup, whatever you want to call it, Miami had a couple down years. Normally, a team would try to get rid of the coach, but knowing that Pat Riley, knowing that he was a coach, one of the legendary coaches ever in NBA, he knows, yo, we just lost three, you know what I'm saying, key players to our championship run. So, of course, I'm not going to fire Spo. And Spo been around the Miami organization basically all his career. So, they just got some dogs out there in Miami, man. They definitely showed yesterday Trey Young was off, man. I think they said it's one of Trey Young's worst uh, playoff game he had, man. One for 12 for eight points. You know what I'm saying? Just horrible. And Trey Young, when he has a bad game, it's very, very tough for Atlanta to win. It's very, very tough for Atlanta to win when Trey Young is having an off game. Next in the East, possibly the game of the weekend, easily. The Nets versus the Celtics. The Celtics picked up the victory, 115-114. to 114. Kyrie Irving returning to Boston. Hostile territory. Reminds me of John Cena at the ECW one-night stand when he faced RVD. Very, very hostile territory. But I enjoy how Kyrie handled it. You know, so I'm going to flick y'all off. And I'm about to, <laughs> I'm gonna flick y'all off. And I'm about to put up a 39-piece on y'all. Damn near 40-piece on y'all. That's how you respond. You know what I'm saying? Like, going into, oh, the crowd, they were saying mean words to me. No, I'm, it's Boston. I'm sure I know what Boston's going to say. The crowd, the fan base. I'm going to flick y'all off, and I'm about to ball. Boston fans might want to be quiet for the rest of the season because that's what really ignited Kyrie Irving, similar to Spike Lee with Reggie Miller back in the 90s. So, Boston might want to relax a little bit. And, uh, shout out to Tatum. Like I said, those young boys, Jason Tatum, uh, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, man, they showed up. Jason Tatum had a 31-piece game-winning layup. That was horrible defense by the Nets, by the way, for that last play. I wasn't mad. I see the, the offensive drive they had. Boston played great defense. But the opposite of the court, man, Brooklyn played horrible defense that last play, man. That was a great pass by Marcus Smart, a great play, a great instinct by Jason Tatum. Goes back to my theory, I believe they just read it this season, man. That was just great instinct by Jason Tatum to do that move that he did to get that layup, man. And Steve Nash, I don't get it. I'm not saying they the two best players on the team or whatever, but how are you not playing Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge against this small uh, Boston team, man? Well, they ain't small, but with Williams being out, you know what I'm saying? You can really kind of bully them if you want to, but I don't see how Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge are not playing. Y'all know me. Let's get a quick little five, six-minute run and just see. Just to say you did it. Just to say you did it. Just put them in. Just to say you did it. But Steve Nash, man, if you don't get out this. I got the Celtics winning this series in seven. 
But if you don't get out this series, man, you're already on the hot seat. But if you don't go at least seven, you for sure may be getting the boost, Steve Nash. With Kyrie and KD, you got to get at least seven games against Boston. Like I said, I got Boston winning regardless, but you can't be no five games. The damn show can't be no sweep. I don't think a sweep happening, first of all. Kevin Durant. Had an off game, 9 for 24, still put up 23 points, but he wasn't as efficient. Early, early in the game, Boston defense really gave him problems. Kyrie had an amazing game, like I said before. But I just think at least, man, just put Griffin and Aldridge in, man, just to see what happens, Steve Nash. Just see what happens. And uh, by the way, for the Miami Heat and the Atlanta Hawks series, I do have Miami winning that in six. I think Trey Young is going to show up in Atlanta. They may still win game two. And like I said, for the Nets and the Celtics, I got the Celtics winning that in seven. Also, last game I'm going to talk about, man, the Bulls versus the Bucks, the reigning champs, uh, Milwaukee Bucks. They got the win, 93-86. to 86. It was a very, very good game, man. I did not expect that. Coming off the rush that we experienced with – with the Nets and the Boston Celtics, I think the Bucks and the Bulls were a great follow-up game. They provided. They showed up. As a Lakers fan, it was hard to watch knowing that Caruso is out there doing that on defense. I said it last week, man. We just needed some type of defense. And seeing Caruso do that, coming off an injury and everything, uh, it just why we had to let certain players go. But that's a story for another day. But like I said, the Bucks got the victory, man. Giannis is looking incredible. Y'all know I was a Giannis. I ain't gonna say I, was, I used to give him harsh criticism. It's just the way his, it's just the way he used to play ball. You know what I'm saying? That season and leading up to the championship, I was like, yo, he's dominant, but it just it don't it don't look the greatest. But now, man, I feel like he's getting. It, it's scary to say, but he's getting into more of his rhythm. You know what I'm saying? It's scary to say because Giannis is a beast, man. You got to gotta remember, man. It's like, what, a two-time MVP we talking about? So, it's just scary to know, you know, he really getting into another different zone at the right time during the playoffs, too. So, yeah. And for that series, I got the, uh, the Bucks winning at five in that series as well. So, it's just one game, first game of the first round. Of course, teams want to come out. Away teams want to steal one. The home team want to keep uh, home court advantage, keep the pressure on, the lower seed. All in all, this past weekend I enjoyed. And ladies, just know it's NBA playoff season, ladies. So just know you do going to need time to just duck off for a minute. You know what I'm saying? Check out some games. And salute, man, the USFL starting as well. So, we got sports to watch, fellas. Baseball season back as well. Ladies, just know what this time of the year means, man. It's a very, very critical time in a man's life. that He just needs to get away for a minute, either be by himself or be with his boys, man. Just watch some sports for a minute, man. Have a couple drinks, some good food to eat. Just enjoy some sports, man. It's very, very critical, man, for our mental health and for everything else in between, man. So, if you're tuning in, man, give me some thoughts, your opinion on the games, man. Like I said, I believe the Celtics at the next game was easily the game of the week, uh, the game of the weekend. And if you ask me, man, the perfect world, a lot of us would like to see all these series go to seven, just as basketball fans, but I don't have it. Just to recap real quick before I head on out for the East, my picks, 
I got the Sixers in six. I got the Celtics in seven. The Bucks in five. Miami in six. For the West, I got Mavs in six. The Grizzlies in seven. The Warriors in seven. And the Suns in four for the first round. Hey, I want to thank y'all for tuning in. This is episode 164 of Stash House Podcast. Miss you guys go out. Have a great work week, man. Stay safe. If you're in school, handle your business. Catch y'all here the same time next week, man. Keep me in your prayers. I'll do the same for y'all, man. Salute.